Oh, what up, my Hanyaks? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. Hopefully you've had a great week, and if you hadn't, well, there's always next week, so we can figure it out, but uh, yeah, no episode on Wednesday. We're just bringing you two this week. Gonna be happy Friday. Got some uh, interesting news to cover. Gonna talk. Gonna be a little bit heavy. Then I got some fun little stuff. Fun little couple little fun. Uh, I guess interactions that I had, and then uh, we got a little bit of a note on fitness as well. So a couple serious, a couple lighthearted. Gonna have a good time. Gonna maybe make, prompt some thoughts. Uh, maybe sound like I'll maybe sound like an idiot. Who knows? We're just gonna ride the lightning and see what happens. So, uh, first story we're going to cover is news-related, and this happened a day or two ago, but uh, NHL player Ivan Provorov refuses to participate in team's Pride Night festivities, quoting, saying he's being true to myself and my religion. So, I have my own personal qualm of being true to myself, I don't know what that part means, but being true to my religion, that makes sense. Personally, so I wanted to highlight this, A, because I think it's important to highlight people who are kind of willing to stand against the grain and, and, and really stand up because we live in a day and age where everyone is being forced or seemingly forced to capitulate with cancel culture, and it's scary. And we need to highlight people who are willing to take that personal stand um, for their beliefs because we've seen it time and time again, whether it's the bakery they got. Uh, sued for not wanting to bake a cake that turns out it was kind of like a couple activists who went in and were specifically targeting this place found out years later which is crappy and horrible to do but wanting to uh, rob people of their freedom of religion and instead of having some nuance with this sort of conversation it's either oh if you're not celebrating us you hate us and we have to break up that narrative because there's so much in between and you can exist in that in-between space and it's bad to buy into the well you you must celebrate and affirm me and that is acceptance anything but that is active uh i'm not gonna say unacceptance but like is is actively working against and saying you are against me completely you hate me um and that also goes come back to a conversation of where we um what our identities are tied up in in this modern world, but uh, most importantly, this is going to be kind of specifically pointed at Christians. Is uh, well, I'll read the story first, and we'll kind of break it down, right? So, Philadelphia Flyers def- defenseman Ivan Provorov he refused to take the ice during warmups to observe Pride Night on Tuesday, citing his Christian faith. So, I'm not going to read the whole article. This is from the Daily Wire, though. I will have a link to the article in the description if you want to read it for yourself. Basically, and you're seeing a lot of sports teams do this, is they have what's called a pride night. So it's where they celebrate um, pride. And so they do rainbow stuff. They sometimes wear rainbow jerseys. And you've seen this in previous years where one girl kind of sacrificed her her international uh, U.S. soccer career because she's like, I don't want to wear the, the pride stuff. I don't. I don't. Sorry. And same thing. It was due to her faith. And that's huge. And so this guy is Russian Orthodox, which counts as Christian, right? And uh, so basically what they were doing is the pregame skate, uh, they were doing their pride festivities before the game. So they would wear pride-themed jerseys, displayed their names and numbers in rainbow colors, and they had ho- their hockey sticks were wrapped in rainbow-colored tape. And this was before the game. The Philadelphia Flyers did this. 
Now, uh, then, so he didn't go out during the pregame warmup, and then he played, and his specific comment was, I respect everybody, and I respect everyone's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. So that's why he didn't wear a rainbow. He didn't even take the ice for the warmups. He was like, I'm just not going to go out there. You know, he could have just been like, I'm going to wear the normal warmups. And that would have been maybe more of a bold statement. He said, I'm just going to sit back and hang back. Uh, let you guys do this because I have personal fundamental qualms with it, right? And fortunately, the, he, the head coach backed him and said he's being true to himself and his religion. It's one thing I respect about Provi. Uh, Pro he's always true to himself. Say what you will about the being true to yourself. I, I, that's not the phrasing I would use, but it, but it makes sense, right? And then he went on to, um, so of course, uh, reporters asked the head coach if they thought about benching him for the game because he didn't want to go out during these warmups. And the Flyers coach was like, no, and I'm not going to take any more questions. And so he, he played. And of course, everyone split on this, right? Um. They say Ivan was allowed to play in a game for the Flyers, which was the organization that was the first to say you will be removed from the arena if you utter a homophobic slur. Uh, what an absolute disgrace, right? And then there's other people who said, my new favorite hockey player, I also respect other people's choices, but that doesn't mean I have to support them. Way to go, Ivan. And then, of course, the Flyers released some, you know, corporate gobbledygook speak about how they're inclusive. They support the alphabet community and they were proud to host a pride night. They will continue to be advocates for the alphabet community. And um, yeah, so what we're seeing is, and you're going to see this more and more, right? As that has become a more normal, you, you know, I mean, was it a couple years ago you had the most you had the biggest participation from companies and organizations in pride parades nationwide. And so a message I want to highlight to him and anyone who does this. And at the end of the article, they referenced some guys for the, I think Tampa Bay Rays. And there was a number of players who abstained from it because I think for Christians, it's important to note is that we are now, we're, we're very much in a time and it's going to become more and more, this sort of thing is going to become more and more prevalent. And you're not just going to see it in, on big stages with big athletes like this, but you're going to see this at your place of work or certain things that you might be involved with. And you're going to be faced with a certain decision. And I just want to encourage you that to, to stand in this truth that it may feel like you're alone and you may be alone saying that you may be the only one in your office who's like, I don't want to do this. Um, but I'd argue that there's maybe people who don't feel comfortable, but they feel like they have to because people are afraid of retaliation and losing their job. However, specifically in the Christian worldview, it's like you can't, they technically, they, you're, that, that's, a, that's a protected group. So if you're doing something or not doing something for religious reasons, first and foremost, they, they, they can't punish or fire you now, I, as far as I understand it, right? Obviously, not going to pretend to be any sort of legal expert. But more importantly is we're coming into a time where you're going to see this and you're gonna be, we're going to be faced in our everyday lives with stuff like this, with uh, decisions where we have to look at the situation and say, huh, I have an issue with this. Based, you know, it's like this seems to oppose 
you, you know, you know, biblical scripture, God's truth, and 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 my my beliefs, and you're going to be faced with: Do I stand in God's truth and stand for what I believe in and hold to to my to my Christian faith, or do I capitulate at the fear of my reputation? And it's just like this is it's becoming more real. And th- and this is where we have to remember: is like we are called to stand with God, and even when it is or especially when it is unpopular and it's not good for you because we are affirming that God is sovereign and he he is the ultimate uh, authority and yeah we may you know we, we may suffer for his name's sake but that's part of the calling right and now I'm not going to get twisted this isn't any kind of People always like to bring up, well, this isn't real persecution. It's like, okay, look, there's there's levels of this, right? This is what we're facing here. Yeah, you can still freely, for the most part, express yourself, go to church, proclaim it. But uh, especially, I think, in the big corporate um, woke sphere, it's it's more hush-hush, right? And so uh, just, just an encouragement to, to be bold and stay bold. And I've been in certain situations in the past where I had to do something similar and basically say... Hey, uh, this this doesn't this doesn't jive with. This is antithetical to to my to my faith, and I can't I can't participate in this way because of that. I had to explain it, and it's and especially with the dichotomy that I talked about earlier, where it's like, hey, if you don't absolutely love and celebrate us, you hate us. It. it you're going to have people who, who, who look at you and think that way. And it, all you can do is reasonably, in a nuanced way, explain your position. Just like Ivan did, just like the Tampa Bay Rays players did. Here's example. Here's what, when the, when the Rays thing happened, they say it's a hard decision. Because ultimately, we all said what we want is them to know that we are all welcome and that all are welcome and loved here. But when we put it on our bodies, I think a lot of guys decided it's just not a lifestyle that maybe not that they look down on anybody or think differently, just that maybe we don't want to encourage it if we believe in Jesus, who's encouraged us to live a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior. Just like Jesus encourages me as a heterosexual male to abstain from sex outside of the confines of marriage, it's no different. And that is so well put, better than I really could have said. And But that's the position. Now, but people don't want to hear that. It's either capitulate and celebrate or you, you're filled with hate. And it's like, nope, uh, there, there's a middle ground and we have to, it's going to require facing these situations, explaining it rationally, staying calm, and not leaving it, leave it, leaving things unsaid. And it's a simple explanation. So if you're someone who might find yourself in the future, I've had to face this as simple. You say, look, as a Christian, here's what I believe. You say, you know, I believe that, that you can say what he said, right? Like Jesus calls us to to a lifestyle and a certain code. And just like we're called to abstain from sex outside of marriage, it's like we're called to abstain from, from, from being, you know, from homosexuality and those sort of things. And and that is, that is a lifestyle against my faith. And while I love those people all the same, and we all are children of God and I, and we all are loved by God equally. They're no, I'm no better than them and they're no worse than me. There's a line here where it's one thing to, to say, look, I don't agree with what you do, but I, I have no problems with you personally. I'm still going to interact. I'm going to love on you as a, as a fellow person. But um, 
I can't take a step of then actively, like in their instance, wearing something because then it becomes a statement of affirmation of saying, this is good. This is right. I celebrate you doing this thing that is against my core faith (laughs) that kind of sets my whole worldview. It's like, no, no, can't do that. It's like someone who doesn't believe, we'll use a kooky example here, but it's like someone who um, you know, is in one of those weird cult adjacent Christian denominations that like doesn't believe in medicine, like you can't go to the doctor, being asked to like sign on some celebrate uh, some far pharmaceutical company or do like an ad reads on on their podcast for pharmaceutical. It's like, hold on. <laughs> I don't no, 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 I don't believe in that. And, they're like, and then it's like, look, I don't have a problem. People want to go do it, but I don't believe in it. And, 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 and so you can't ask me to then put out this message that says, yes, I'm a part of this, right? And it's really hard too, because like I've already mentioned before, is we live in a day and age where it's, this is your identity. So this is a fundamental part of, you, of people's identity is their sexuality. And so if you reject their sexuality as a lifestyle, you are rejecting their identity. And sadly, there's nothing you can do really about how they're going to take it besides just say like, look, I know it's gonna, you're going to have these feelings of feeling like I hate you or I don't like you. Know, so I want you to know that's not true at all. I love you just the same as anyone else. I'll treat you just the same. I just simply ask that you respect my um, this my line in the sand here that says where I don't I can't take that step of um, celebrating or affirming or taking part in this pride celebration, and that's that's all you can do, right? And then whatever happens happens, and you just have to remember that you do have a a, a family in the church. That will that will stand behind you, and it's not easy. I'm not going to pretend it's easy because people, sadly, you can't control how people are going to understand or take it, and how that's going to change their perspective of you, right? I mean, for me, it's just like in college when I was like, "Hey, look, like I'm not drinking until I'm 21," and so I'd go to parties and they're like, "Oh, you don't drink," and then they would feel weird about drinking, or they would not want to drink around me because they thought I was judging you. That's all insecurities in your head that aren't real. And I would always have to remind people, I don't care if you do. I don't care if we're hanging out and you do. I'm just not going to do it, right? And you may not like some of these analogies I'm making, but I'm just trying to make the grander point in several different ways. So I want to shout out Ivan uh, Provorov. I, I commend his bravery because, you know, it very much, you very much become... <laughs> Like, you very much become or get put on an island in this sort of situation because everyone's going along. And, mo- and, and you know what's funny is most people probably really don't care. They're just like, ah, I don't want to make waves. And it's like, it doesn't bother me, so I'm just going to do it. And I'm sure if you actually talk to people, it's like you might find people that be like, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't. That might even that might even subscribe and say, yeah, I don't I don't know about how, you know, I think being gay is, you know, is, is, is well, not being gay, but homosexuality is a sin. Right. And that's another weird conversation where it's like, it's not wrong to be this way. We all are human and are fallen in the sense of like having the urges. But it always comes down. And this is going to be cliche Christianese, but it all comes down to how you respond and how you react to it. So, yeah, just wanted to highlight that story to say good job on Ivan. And to uh, let, uh, and he survived this. He'll be just fine. 
Um, I can't say the same about everybody. You know, maybe there's definitely people that don't like him and there's definitely people that now are adamant supporters. I am, right? If they weren't like $150, I would go get a jersey or something like that of him. But I'm definitely going to remember this dude, even though I really don't follow hockey. But just a encouragement to fellow believers, fellow Christians that like, you you can it it's all right there is you can live between that space of hate and and celebration there is that that is where we're at don't fall into that false dichotomy that either or mindset and you you have to be willing to take a stand right like we are now in a time where this is going to become more prevalent and so you might think well it's not going to happen to me my you know I work here or there i don't what you need to do is you have to think about these things ahead of time because in the moment, it's really hard to think it through because sometimes you're asked to make a decision right there. And so if you can pre-decide and, and think through these hard situations, just like anything, right? Like my, my guys out there, I'm sure I think about this probably too much, but it's like, okay, what if someone breaks in my house? What do I do? And I think about the decisions I'm going to make, right? And then that makes it so when that happens, I've already made these decisions. I now just have to act on my pre-decided plan. The same is true here. So make sure that you pre-decide on this. And, uh, you know, if you need someone to talk to or you feel like, oh, I'm terrified or whatever, you know, you got me right here. I'm in your corner. You can come talk to me. Or if you have a situation where, uh, and a story to tell about this situation and you want to share it and, and, and um, because maybe something happened at your work or something like that. Let me know and come on. We can talk about it. Have a good conversation about it. But yeah, just shout out to Ivan and, and kind of a heads up to everyone that like, hey, this is, this is coming or this is here and you really do need to be prepared. And I want to encourage you to stand in the truth and stand by your beliefs here because I, I believe this is, a, this is a firm line in the sand. So I'm going to say that like you can't actively celebrate pride um, or, or saying that's almost that's going against your Christian faith, just like I believe that being a pro-choice, quote unquote, Christian is not. You know, you, there's a fundamental flaw in your Christianity there, right? You might say like, who are you to say like? There's variations, yeah. There's also hard lines, right? It's like being like I'm a Christian, but Jesus didn't. Um, I believe in Christ, that Christ is my Savior, but I don't believe that He actually um, resurrected from the. And it's like that is a linchpin of the faith, the core value, and so you can't get away from that. Same thing is here. Too. And if you disagree with me on that and you want to come on, you want to talk to me privately or you want to come on and have, we can have a discussion for people to hear the different sides about, hey, I actually think it's all right and here's why. And we can dive into the scripture and, 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 and have a robust discussion about it. I would love that because I think it's good for everyone to, to be challenged and be forced to defend your beliefs and defend your side. So. That's that story, though. Uh, that's most of the episode. So now let's get into Light's Hardem stuff, and we're going to finish with a fun little fitness story as well. Fun little, another kind of not as serious story, but a little fitness story. Um, <laughs> last night, dang it, I'm so tired of saying um is my transition. I don't want that to be my transition. Um, and then I move on to the next thing. Maybe I just need to go bing. So bing, dang it, bing. <laughs> last night, I heard we were, we were at this thing, and... <sighs> It was, it was talking about motorcycles and whatnot, and so it was a lot of older guys. And this old guy had two zingers that killed. I mean, I, that were so on point. The timing, his delivery, everything was perfect. So they were talking about this. There's this old motorcycle, it was a project bike that someone's trying to sell or whatever, and it has a sidecar. And you're like, yeah, 
it's been sitting for a couple years, uh, but you know, when they parked it, it ran and there, they said ran when parked, which means when they parked it there a couple years ago, it was running. So this should be a good thing. And without missing a beat, this dude from the corner just goes, well, yeah, everything in a junkyard ran when parked. How do you think it got there? (laughs) Oh, and so everyone, everyone kind of laughed at that because that was real funny. And I was just like, oh, boom, roasted. And then a little bit later, a few minutes later, they're talking about it again. And they're still discussing this. And they're like, yeah, so, you know, it's got some dust on it and whatnot. It probably needs a little bit of work. Plus, since it's an older motorcycle, it's going to need work. But, you know, it might be a bit of a project, but it'd be a good project. And he goes, oh, yeah, I bet it'd be a good project. Needs everything. (laughs) And I was just like, dude, you are on fire tonight. Uh, But I I love those two things. It's like, yeah, I'm sure it's a great project. Good project needs everything. And it's like, that is a great project or just the junkyard (laughs) analogy. So funny. So good. I love me some old man humor that are just, that's just dry monotone and yeah, kind of negative, but just hilarious. They, they, you ever hang out with the group and I'm not talking like old, old, like in their eighties, but like sixties and seventies, well, especially a group of older men that get around that know each other. And the banter is just great. Um, it is funny. Sometimes it's kind of real cheesy and corny. It's like, all right, grandpa's, but a lot of times it is, it is spectacular. Okay. Closing story here. Here we go. Uh, since we haven't talked about fitness this week, I want to talk about fitness, but before I do, Oh, it sounds like an ad read before I forget. I want to say, if you haven't listened to Monday's episode with Connor, the 400th episode where he reflects on the last five years, hitting the five-year mark, a half a decade mark with MS being diagnosed in his 20s and kind of reflecting on how that has changed his life, changed his perspective, and actually how it's kind of propelled him into some uh, pretty great things. Go listen to that. And if you haven't, and then in that I'll have, I reference the first episode where he details his entire MS story and kind of like diagnosis and what that was like. This is more just a reflection on the last five years and less of like detailing the full story. Go check it out. It's a wonderful story. I got some great feedback um, from, I got a paragraph from one listener who was like, wow, this was incredible. This really showed me, you know, he's so strong. I don't know how I could handle that. And so just, I want to offer that as encouragement. I'm not going to read it out loud. I sent it to him personally. So he got to see that feedback, but that you, and you know, his response was like, I just can't believe anyone would get anything from dumb old me. And it's like, exactly, exactly. But that's the thing is we're all going through something or have been through something and we don't know what other people are going through and just how, you know, our seemingly minuscule life scenarios, not that's not minuscule, but like our life, we look at our life and we're like, well, what do I have to offer? Right. I say that all the time. I'm like, I don't really have anything to offer, but I keep talking nonetheless. I keep saying things. And because I know, because I've had in- instances where down the line, I hear like, oh yeah, this thing that you said, or this insight really helped me in this way. And, and this piece of encouragement, and it's like we use, it's always the things that we think are just kind of innocuous or, or, or that, that's really not going to resonate. And then all of a sudden it resonates with someone. And so I want to put that out there as, a, as an encouragement to anyone who's maybe got a story they've been holding on to, but they're nervous to tell it or think, ah, oh, this, is, this isn't, you know, this isn't being MS big. This isn't, you know, life altering terminal illness miraculously cured and like encounter with Jesus type big doesn't matter. It's got something, some benefit from it for you and for someone else. And definitely for me, because I think having those conversations are incredible. So please, please, if you've got a story to tell, 
let get on get get over here to my studio. Let's get on the pod. Let's record an episode and let's just have it's just going to be a casual discussion too. You don't have to have this profoundly deep, uh, you know, wise like wisdom that comes out of the situation. Can be like, look, you rocked my world. Here's what I learned from it. Here's where I am now. Here's what I'm doing. And and you'll be surprised, I think, at the, the response you get from that. So go listen to Monday's episode. But all right, final. Final point in story for today. So <laughs> a listener was, was uh, having a discussion with a classmate and basically they were discussing being, they were discussing health and exercising. And basically this classmate was like, we'll call her Cheryl. Cheryl was like, was like, I don't, you know, exercising. Yeah, that's good for some people, but it doesn't really work. Diet and exercise doesn't work for everyone. As far as getting healthy and losing weight specifically was a big part of this discussion. And Carrie, the listener, uh, it's not her actual name. We're just going to, we're using pseudonyms here. <laughs> Respond, snaps back and says, no, actually it, it definitely does work for everyone in some way, shape or form. Like it, it absolutely does diet and exercise and and she goes, I've been do that's what I've been doing the last two years. And I've seen tremendous results. Like I know it works because I've done it. And she goes, well, what about people with, uh, what do they say with like thyroid problems or what was the other thing? There was something else. Let me pull it up real quick. Sorry about this. What about peace people with PCOS and thyroid or thyroid problems? Right. Cause that's something I think you hear a lot of times. And she was like, okay. She granted her that and said, well, okay, yeah, that, that is, that isn't a separate issue, but it doesn't mean that you, that doing diet and exercise is going to do nothing. It might make the process harder. It might make it take longer. And the best part about this was, is whether, I don't think she realized it because, um, Carrie didn't bring it up to her. Cheryl didn't realize she was talking to a living, breathing example of that, of she's talking to someone who has for better, for lack of a better term, I'll call it an autoimmune condition and is on medication, lots of steroids and things like that. So makes it really, really hard to make, to, to maintain healthy weight and actually makes her prone to being overweight, makes her prone to, makes it real hard to, 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 to keep your weight down because you retain a lot of water weight. And she has managed to do that through consistency and working out and, and just doing it over time and, and really is able to control and maintain and uh, and it's like, she didn't end up bringing it up. Cause I guess this girl got so upset about it that she was being pushed back on. And that no, she absolutely wanted to believe it because apparently there's this new thing going around, um, where it's like, it's a, it's a type of insulin shot that basically makes your body be less hungry and think it's more full. And so like, it's almost like a low grade, like diabetes thing. And then my wife, Confirm this. He's like, oh my gosh, everyone's going on. I don't remember the name of the medication, but everyone's getting on this because it's it's supposed to help you lose weight. And it just is it to me it brings up an, an important conversation that is missed. Is that first and foremost, yes, diet and exercise will help everyone in some way, shape, or form, right? It might help some more than others because you have certain issues. And specifically, this is this is what cracks me up. This girl probably does, she might have thyroid problem or PCOS or both, or neither. It's, it's, it's likely that she has neither. Now, PCOS is becoming more and more prevalent, but I'll get there in a second. It's a classic case of using the outliers and the exceptions to the rule to then be like, well, it doesn't work for everyone. Well, it's like, well, are you that person? Well, no. Well, then shut up about it. 
What are we having a conversation for? We're talking, you're talking about you want to lose weight and stuff. And I'm saying you can do this. And you're like, well, some people doesn't work. Well, cool. That doesn't work for Johnny over there. I'm talking about you. So sorry. And, or, or really my, my thought was, my favorite, okay, so it doesn't work for a hundred percent, maybe nine. So what is that? 2%? Let's say it's 2% of people, right? It still works for 98% of people. You Hanyak. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, it still does work. Now, the funny thing about, I think about thyroid issues and PCOS, and this is just me coming off the cuff, very base knowledge. I haven't delved into any research. So if you're knowledgeable about either of these things and you want to chat with me is that they can make it harder, but I know that it's kind of a chicken, chicken and egg question sometimes with them because um, being unhealthy and we'll, we'll just say being unhealthy. So I maybe overweight and out of shape type things makes you more prone to have those issues. Thyroid problem, PCOS problem, uh, and different. And so it's, they're, they're kind of tied into that and that actually making them better is one thing you can do is diet and exercise. And you can maybe come out of those problems, but chronically, if you find yourself in this state makes you more prone to have those issues. And so it's like, okay, it's, it's kind of, it's like, okay, this is kind of all getting debunked here, right? But the more important point is, is this is the hardest part about like wanting to lose weight and get, get healthy is first and foremost, I despise all these doctors that are pushing all that push, whatever fad. Remember hydroxy cut back in the day, all those commercials, hydroxy cut, hydroxy, these miracle things. When it's like, this is the simplest problem. I can't say it enough. This is the simplest problem to fix. It's hard. And it takes discipline, but it's simple. Like Bill Burr says it best. Look, you ate your way in here. You can walk your way out. Quit shoving, <laughs> shoving your, all these junk food and crap in your mouth all the time and sitting around. He's like, eat a salad and go for a walk. And of course, he's you know, being a little bit hyperbolic there. But at the same time, that rings very true. It's like, just start doing something. I get that not everyone, if you're in a real bad place as far as your weight and health are concerned, yeah, you can't go bang out a good hour CrossFit workout. That's fine. You don't have to do that, but you can start somewhere just going for brisk walks, just doing that, just eating less. And, you know, they got into portion control and, and, uh, uh, Carrie was basically like, oh yeah, you just eat less. When she told her about, oh yeah, I'm taking this shot to make me less hungry. And she goes, you know what? She goes, or you can just manage your portion, your portion size and just eat less food. <laughs> and the girl obviously didn't like that answer. She said she got really irritated. But the point is, is like, you know, what's, you know, what's that is the underlying issue there, right? Of why this debate goes back and forth. And if you fall on the side of Cheryl of thinking that it doesn't work for everyone, we definitely need to have a conversation about that because it does work for everyone. It's a in degrees, right? Some people, like for me, it's honestly probably easier for me to stay lean and fit than most people. I have a high metabolism. I've, I've always been fairly lean. And there are some people that are naturally have, I've got a good friend. He can blow up like a balloon real easy. He can power down some food and he's just built like he comes from a big family in the sense of like, they're all big framed and they can, they're beefcakes, right? You know, I come from a fairly big family, but I was always just more lean built, right? And, and it's like, okay, so he has to be a little bit more diligent, but like, that's just, that's life, right? It, it, it works for both of us. It's maybe harder for him to maintain and stay at that point, but it works. And that's the point. 
but the kind of the core, at the core of her issue with saying that it doesn't work for everyone is we want to believe that there is nothing we can do about our situation, that we are a special case, that we fall into that group, and we need an external intervention. We don't want to face the responsibility and the reality of looking at ourselves in the mirror and saying, I'm fat or I'm unhealthy, and, and it's my fault, and it's up to me to get out of this. I can do this, but it sucks because you have to face that reality before you can fix yourself, right? And it's really, really hard because if you're saying, okay, I can go and fix this problem that I created, then you are admitting to, into your, your faulty way of operating that puts you in this position like it's all your fault, right? And no, and that sucks. That sucks. But if you can face that, then you can, it's going to open up. It's going to open up a, a, a whole different, whole new mindset for yourself on, on what you can do and what you can turn yourself into. It just requires facing that. And it's hard. It is very hard. And we live in a culture that says, no, it's not your fault. It's okay. Everyone's a victim. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, well, some people can't help it. They really can't. You know, you hear that all the time now with where our population is getting ever fatter and people re- realistically look at it and be like, oh, you can't be helped. And it's like, maybe to an extent, but your, your BMI is 45. That can be helped. There's really almost no one out there whose BMI is that high and it is just purely genetic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because we're, we can, we're more or less the same population we were 100 years ago, and we are wildly more fat. And what we don't want to face is that, oh, no, I just, I eat like crap. I don't move. I don't exercise. I don't do anything physically hard. And I don't, I don't have any self-control. Because all, th- all the solutions to Cheryl's problems lie in saying, having a, developing a little self-control, a self-discipline, and taking stock of your health and wellness. As opposed to, she can go and take the shot, and this will fix me. The problem is, even if the shot works and she gets down to where she wants to be, you have not changed your lifestyle. Because we, we don't want to change our lifestyle, because that's hard. But it's like you're, you're, you're living this certain way, and you got, let's, you got overweight and out of shape. And now you're doing this external, um, you're, this external factor is playing a part in getting you back to, and in, not even in shape, but just a healthy weight, right? The problem is, just like I think with the gastric bypass movement that got, you know, exploded 15 years ago and everyone was doing it and they were getting really skinny really fast. And I was like, that's not necessarily a bad thing in terms of like, you want to getting rid of that weight quicker is going to take a huge stressor off your body and, and help your longevity. But really you're missing the core key to getting healthy and then staying healthy. It's pretty easy to get healthy. There's plenty of little bullcrap fads you can do like this insulin shot, right? That can get you there and you don't have to do anything extra. And so that plays into our natural um, desire or vice of, of kind of laziness and not having to do anything about, about our situation. But the problem is, I'm going to say you're going you're gonna to get healthy or you're going to get to a, a good weight, the weight you want maybe through that. And then your lifestyle is not going to change. And then you're going to go, you're going to end up right back where you were when you had to start and you have to go back on it. And what are you doing is now you're, and if you look at this from as just a pharmaceutical problem, you're going to, you're going to sit here and just have to pay a bunch of money 
And all you're doing is, I, th I think you're just setting yourself up for failure. And I'd be curious to know about this like little insulin treatment. If it screws up your pancreas because you're getting exogenous insulin. And we know that like guys who do like HGH and stuff like that have problems producing testosterone afterwards. And so they have to take exogenous testosterone. Why? Because their body quit doing it. Or it's like, if you take too much melatonin, your body quits producing melatonin. When you start inserting the hormones that your body naturally creates in externally into your body and to, to help solve some issue, and you do it chronically for a long period of time, your body says, oh, I don't need to make this anymore. Your body responds to things like that. So it's important. But yeah, this chick was adamant that it, oh, not everyone. It's like, fine, there's one person in the world, but I hate to break it to you. You're not that one person. She's adamant that diet and exercise doesn't work for everyone. It absolutely does. It is the foundation to health and well-being. Like, literally, it dictates. And, there, and you, there may be specifics after that where you have this chronic thing or that chronic thing that make it a little bit more difficult or complicate things. But get, at the core foundation, that will make a change and make a difference. And a lot of these chronic issues that people have are tied to the fact that they eat unhealthy diets and they don't move. And so they're sed overly sedentary. Um, that's a deadly factor, right? And it's, just, it's, it's sad to see that, you know, so many, most people probably fall into that mindset of Cheryl, this girl who was saying that it doesn't work because you don't want to believe it works because you want to think you're some kind of exception or something like that. And it's like, you're not. Nothing special here in that sense. Get to work and fix yourself. And that's a hard message to hear. You might think I'm being kind of mean, but it's just like, I'd rather, like, like David Goggins says, I'd rather you hate me and get better than love me and stay the same. Meaning in, when he's talking about being a friend, right? And it's hard to be that friend, but I'm, that's what I'm striving to be. And that's what, if you're one of my friends listening, that's what I want you to be for me, right? Like, I'd rather you tell me this hard truth and kind of be brutal with me a little bit. Um, and, and, you know, I'll probably get upset in the moment as we all kind of can slash will. But ultimately, you'll make me better. Because that's really what a friend does. And so, like, if I start getting fat, or I start getting whatever, or I, you know, I start doing, you know, drinking too much or have a gambling problem, I need you to say, hey, man, you got a problem. And I might say, no, I don't. But like you say, people's minds don't change usually in the moment. It's usually after the fact when they're by themselves in a quiet place and they've been mulling over. And that just keeps echoing. What, what you said to them just keeps echoing in their head and they can't get away from it. That is those nagging thoughts because that's, that's how those, that truth, that brutal honesty from a well-meaning person who really cares about you can really make it, it just sits there and ping pongs in your mind and you can't get away from it. Why? Because you know it's true and you're, but you're fighting to not accept it. And then you eventually accept it and make the change. So, oh man, what a doozy of an episode. That will do it for this episode and this week of episodes. Keep your eye out for the Blessings from Tragedy podcast itself. Still on the fence about doing a full-blown fitness podcast. If you want to come on the podcast um, to tell a story or you just want to come on the podcast because it's always better, I think, when you have just a good conversation, please, please let me know. Be sure to share this, recommend this. Don't just like my posts on Instagram, but go and listen to the episodes as well. I want to know all your thoughts on anything and everything discussed today, uh, what you're doing. If you're someone who's been on or is starting or has, uh, you know, if you want to, if you have your fitness adventure is what I'm calling, because I don't like the term fitness journey, but 
if you're going on one, want to go on one or have been on one and want to come on and tell your story, please come on. I want to do this. I want to spread. I want to spread the hard truth that will make us better, right? Maybe that's a way to say it, but I want to, I want to build people up and I want to, I hopefully you, you hear the place that I'm coming from and hear it as an encouragement that like, I do believe in you and you can do it. And if you need someone to trash talk you to the gym every day or, or going and working out, I'm your man. If you want to trash talk me, please feel free. Send it in. Uh, I want to hear everything you have to say, but be sure to rate, go and go and leave some ratings on the show. I, I haven't had some ratings in a few years. You can do that on Spotify or Apple, but go, go, go grab me a five star and leave a fun little um, review, make a joke in it, something like that. Uh, more importantly, share this around though. Let's grow the Hanyak Horde to all of you. I, I do want to thank all of you for being a part of the Hanyak Horde. If you're new here, welcome to the Hanyak Horde. Let's keep this thing growing. Keep it going. Go have a great weekend. If you're in OKC, there's a home and garden show. I've got some extra tickets. If you want to go, let me know. And uh, we'll be, but we'll be right back here next week, as always, with some good episodes, some good times, some laughs, some serious stuff, some growth, everything in between. You know how it goes. We ride the lightning every single time here in the Rambling Viking podcast. That does it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you right here next time. This is your head Hanyak signing off.